0: and improve the life of the children whom they have been given and loved. Now, a legacy can be a name, family heirloom, or keepsake. Property or wealth can be left as a legacy. And the list goes on and on, many types of legacies which have been given and passed on. But when I read the story in, in the Bible about this mother by the name of Hannah, she's one of the most famous mothers of the Old Testament time period. And when I read her story and about how she prayed and poured her heart out to God, I am fully convinced that the greatest legacy a mother can pass on to her children, has nothing to do with materialism, has nothing to do with none of these other things that we talked about, and what how a legacy is passed on. But the greatest legacy a mother can pass on to her children is a legacy of prayer. Hallelujah. Abraham Lincoln... Once said, I remember my mother's prayers, and they have followed me. They have clung to me all my life. He goes on to say, all that I am. Think about this. All that I am and hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Wow. Wow. That's such a powerful statement by one of our nation's greatest presidents. He was a man whose leadership kept this nation from falling apart during some of the darkest days of this country has ever known. And he attributes everything he was to a mother's prayers. Prayers which became a legacy which according to his words clung to him all his life. I don't know about you, but just being glad, I'm glad for all mothers, but I'm glad for mothers who has left their children a legacy of prayer, and I honor that today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Another name that's kind of familiar with a lot of folks a man by the name of Dwight L. Moody, and uh, he can put uh, this upon the screen. Dwight L. Moody, one of the most recognized ministers of the 19th century, said, the impression that a praying mother leaves upon her child is lifelong. Hallelujah. We've got, we got a slide on that. Hallelujah. A, uh, the impression... That a praying mother leaves upon her child is life long. Hallelujah. As Abraham Lincoln said, he said, "This My mother's prayers has clung to me all my life. Hallelujah. Amen. I thank God that we're able to leave a legacy of prayer. Amen. That is one of the most important things Amen. That you can see, since we have been here in this assembly, in this location right here, we've seen how powerful, amen, a mother's prayer, amen, can be, amen, in the life of her family, amen. We have seen mothers, amen, who were suffering terminal illness, amen, but yet through that determination of prayer amen brought whole families into the house of God I believe today that there is nothing brother Paul quite as powerful as a mother's prayer hallelujah amen and that you need to realize how blessed you are if you've got a mother amen who calls your name out in prayer and to the rest of you today whose mothers have gone on to their reward, I want you to know uh, the prayers that they prayed for you uh, will, as Abraham Lincoln said, it will cling to you uh, the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Amen. They will be near to you uh, through the prayers that they prayed for you. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Glory. This nation, and the whole world for that matter, again, is going through some very dark days with values and principles which have been a stable foundation for our lives for generations. They're being forsaken today. They're being destroyed and torn down. And in this dark hour, we need more mothers to leave their children a legacy of prayer. Hallelujah. I don't believe there's no greater gift That a mother can give. Amen. Then prayer. I uh, posted something and wrote something yesterday. Amen. I'm thankful. Uh, I'm I'm so thankful today. Amen. God blessed us with three children. And I am so thankful to God. Amen. That all three of them. Amen. Is in church today. Serving the Lord. And I realize that. A good deal of that is because of a mother who prayed. Hallelujah. I have heard her in the middle of the night praying for her children. Hallelujah. Amen. And I know I can tell you right now, some of you are alive right now because you had a mother who loved you enough to pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God, there were times, hallelujah, you could have been snuffed out of this world, but thank God for a praying mother who loved you, hallelujah. Some of you are in church serving God today because you had a mother who prayed for you, amen, who wasn't scared, amen, to bend down and battle the forces of hell and darkness for you. We've got mothers right here in this church house today, amen, who have literally stood up in the face of the devil. And say, devil, you're not going to have my child. And they would do war. Amen. Through prayer. And we've got salvation. Woo, hallelujah. Praise to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're getting back to Hannah. Amen. Her example is so good. Hallelujah. Amen. How she prayed. And and how she called upon the Lord. There's a couple things about Hannah that I want to leave with you today. And the first one is, Hannah took her grief to God in prayer. Now, Hannah had a situation where she was not able to have children. The Bible said she was barren. Now, that was a little bit more difficult in that day than it is today, because back in those days, according to the Jewish culture anyway, a woman who was not able to have children was considered to be cursed of God in some kind of way, and Hannah's husband, uh, Elkanah, El- El- he uh, he had he was married to two women, he had two wives, and that was that was customary back in that day that and uh the law of Moses uh, permitted that back in those days and uh one had children, but Hannah could not have no children and the one who had children would constantly uh, uh, be at Hannah and make fun of her and uh, uh really was basically an enemy. To her, and because of that, Hannah went through a great deal of depression, and she would have times that she she wouldn 't eat, and she suffered uh, a whole lot of grief. Let me say this: when you 're going through something in your life, something that is causing grief, something that is bringing depression your way to where you cannot enjoy life and everything that is happening around you, let me encourage you today to take your grief to God in prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Because God loves and cares for us. God cares for the things, amen, that you, amen, are concerned with. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 8 through 11. I want to read that. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look upon the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, And not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. Hannah prayed through her grief. She brought her grief to God in prayer. And she cried out to God. And she, uh, she made a covenant with God. And we've been talking on Wednesday night and teaching about biblical covenants. She made a covenant with God. She says, God, if you give me a male child, then I'll give him to the Lord all the days of his life. I'm thankful Hallelujah. That one reason why I stand here today before you, um, amen, is that I had parents uh, that gave me to God, uh, amen, when I was born. Hallelujah. Amen. We've got other mothers here today, uh, amen. You you gave your child to the Lord, uh, hallelujah. And that is something, that's a blessing, uh, amen, that money cannot touch. Can somebody say amen? amen? Hallelujah. When you give... Think about this. Some people don't see the needy, but, you know, we always, when there are newborns come around here, we have dedication services, and we dedicate uh, children to the Lord. Let me tell you something. Whatever you give to God, the devil can't steal. Come on, somebody. Whatever you give to God, you put that in God's hands. And you show me a devil in hell that's strong enough to come up to God and take something out of his hands. There ain't no devil in hell can do that. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. With all the wickedness and with all the sin and destruction that's going on in this world. Amen. We need to have children. Amen. Whose mothers love them enough to place those children in the hands of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second point that I want to share is that Hannah added faith to her prayers. She just didn't pray, but Hannah knew how to trust God. She knew how to believe God. We're going to read a little bit further in 1 Samuel, the first chapter. We're going to go down to verse 13 and read verses 13 through 18. Notice what it says. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Just talking about when she was there at the temple praying. Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman sorrowful, of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken unto now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked him for. Now look at this. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight, so the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Here was a woman that was experienced deep depression. Depression so bad that she wouldn't eat. She didn't want nothing to eat. She was that down about over this situation, about not being able to have children. So she went to the house of God, and she poured her heart out. (laughs) I noticed when I come in the Bible class this morning, uh, they were talking about, we had, uh, this past Thursday was the National Day of Prayer, and we had a special prayer service here Thursday night, and came together and um, had prayer for our our country, and Brother Paul was talking about how things got, and he was just like he was in another world there. And uh, he said it was like nothing else could be heard. Hannah was pouring her heart out to God, but she wasn't speaking. Her lips was moving, but she couldn't be heard. To the point that Eli, Eli took notice, the priest at that time, he thought she had had one too many. Amen. And he got on to her. And uh, he said, put the wine away from you. You see, not everybody is going to understand your grief and situation in this life. Sometimes not even preachers understand what you're going through. And there might be others, a man will yell and scream to the top of their voice when talking to God. But let me tell you something. Hannah, her voice could not be heard, at least not by man, Brother Bobby. She was praying to herself. She didn't have to beat and bang and yell and scream, but guess what? She got God's attention anyway. Hallelujah. I said she got God's attention because she poured her grief out unto him. And God is always listening. Lord and God, even though I have a habit of getting loud, I don't have to get loud for God to hear me. Hallelujah. Here, after going through all the depression where she wouldn't need or nothing, the man of God spoke to her. He says, let your maidservant, so well, he told her, he said, God grant you your petition. Then she told him, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman, hallelujah, so the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Listen. After God answered her prayer and the man of God told her, he says, You go your way, God's going to grant you your petition. And you know what? (laughs) He didn't even know what her petition was. Hallelujah. Remember? He was sitting over here at the side. He couldn't hear what she was praying. And we don't find no place in the scripture where she told him, What it was. He says, whatever your petition was, God granted. Hannah added faith to her prayers. Oh, hallelujah. She got up, went and got her something to eat. Hallelujah. Man, that chicken leg tastes mighty good, or whatever it was she was eating. Because she trusted, she didn't worry about it no more. There's a lot of us, we'll bring stuff at the altar and lay it on the altar and then when we get up we'll grab it and carry it back out with us. If you got a need in your life and evidently we got some people here today that's got some spiritual needs in their life because the Lord spoke out amen to somebody while ago. If we got somebody with some spiritual needs and you got a burden, you got something that you need to bring to God and lay it on the altar, do so and God will grant you your request. But take it by faith. Get up, leave it, lay it in there and walk out and give God the glory for it. <laughs> a prayer that's not prayed in faith is not a real prayer. Hallelujah. A prayer that is not prayed in faith. But if you like Hannah, she got up and she ate, and her face was no longer sad. She didn't go home and continue her boo Amen. She didn't walk in depression. She claimed what God had spoken to her. And that's what we got to do. I'm going to give you one more scripture, then we're going to close. Mark chapter 11, hallelujah, verses 22 through 24. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, That whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith My. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall receive them. That's the key to receiving your need right there. It's not just the prayer, but it's the faith mixed with your prayer. Believing, not just believing that God can, but knowing that He will. Some people believe that He can, but they doubt whether or not He will. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hannah was facing a mountain. They did not have the medical expertise. The doctors didn't back in those days amen, to do some of the things that they're able to do so women who can't have children can't have children. So it was a mountain to her. A lot of us have a lot of mountains that we face in our life. But I want you to know some those mountains, if you got faith, they can be removed. They can be tore down. Jesus said, have faith in God. Believe in Him. Hallelujah. Sister Debbie, would you come to the keyboard? Fixing the clothes. A legacy of prayer. I honor the mothers that are here today. And there's one thing about our mothers that has not been mentioned that I would like to mention. All the mothers that are here today, I want to thank you for choosing life. (laughs) Of all the things I would would think about my mother, first I got to thank her, you chose life. I'm here today because she chose life. And in a world where we got over 50 million abortions performed every year, I thank God for the mothers that chose life. Today, before we dismiss and we go different places and you go visit your mother, or go out to eat or whatever you do, we've opened these altars. And if you've got a need in your life, maybe you're a mother here today, that's got children that are lost or going through other situations, start leaving that legacy of prayer today. Become a woman, a mom, that's going to lead your leave your children a legacy of prayer. Any knee that's in the house, as everybody stands, hallelujah. The altars are open. If you want to come to pray, We give you that opportunity right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.